0: good morning everyone today we talk about why markets remain constructive in the longer term and let's see these two macro topics points in order why in the world the things are changing and let's try to understand if the market remains constructive in the longer term nice to meet you and welcome back to the macro business insights i am alessandro A financial analyst and specialized in financial markets research for over 10 years. If you are a lover of financial markets and macroeconomy too, I'm sure this is the best place for you. Is the world changing? Macroeconomic cycles are likely to be more extreme, frequent, and compressed. As central banks become an additional source rather than a compressor, of volatility. A key macro implication of that finding is the likely greater cyclical divergence between countries and the need for different central banks' responses. We are three main challenges over the last decades. The first one is that the global growth has been an expression of the US consumer. Global growth has converged significantly since the late 90s with the forming of a clear supply chain. The US has been the dominant buyer of consumer goods from China, as well as capital goods from Germany and Japan. As a result, when the US cycle turned the rest of the world generally followed with a lag. The second point is that the capital flows resulting from globalization as forced central bank policy convergence. In the US consumer-led com- globalization era, if a central bank moved too far away from the Fed, the currency appreciated and effectively acted as a drag on export growth. Going forward, we think monetary authorities' attitude to currency strength will change when inflation is high rather than perceived as dangerously dangerously low. And as a last point, we have the lack of independent thinking among central banks. Major central banks outside the US have become used to follow the Fed's lead and mirroring the Fed's reaction function. This may not be an issue in a low-inflation era, but it will become much more difficult to the high within the herd in today's world, especially when some countries' inflation is running high. Europe, for instance, is far less impacted than the US by the recent turmoil in the banking sector and the ECB in particular has more ground to cover before it is ready to post rate hikes. By contrast, late cycle dynamics for the U.S. economy suggest to us that the Fed is near the end of its hiking cycle. Our markets remain constructive, at a time of slowing growth, persistently high inflation even easing, and interest rates that are nearing a peak. Investors and authorities will need to trade carefully. Diversification remains the key. It's not going to be easy out there. That being said, the rest of the year is unlikely to be a smooth ride. Equity valuations leave limited room for error, at least when compared to historical levels. Bottom-up, analysts continue to expect solid earnings growth despite a worsening macroeconomic picture. Meanwhile, bonds remain high volatile and cracks are appearing in the real estate market. After the storm comes the calm. After the turmoil of multi decade high inflation and the steepest hiking cycle since the eighties, policymakers will assess the impact of easing price pressures, rate moves and the extent of the slowdown on the economy. Consumer activity in most advanced economies is likely to be depressed over the rest of the year, as disposable incomes are further squeezed, saving rates rise, and the Taiwan from additional pandemic savings fades. Big price pressures seems to be passed in major economies and are expected to ease towards the central bank target levels over the next 12, 18 months. As inflation continues to moderate, labor markets cool, and activities slows, the Fed should flip to an easy stand next year and deliver 150 basis points of cuts. Mild recession on cards for 2024. Americans' growth is expected to come under pressure in the second half of this year and through 2024 in the face of tighter financial conditions easing domestic demand and a prolonged slowdown in manufacturing activity. The economy is forecast to grow by 1.2% in 2023, then a uh, for three consecutive quarters from Q4 this year, resulting in a 0.3% contraction in 24. Long-term view. After a positive start, to the year for equity markets, there is now a significant disconnect between what the equity and bond markets are pricing in. Equity markets have been very resilient in recent months, and certainly more resilient than many, many markets participants had anticipated given the uncertain macro backdrop. Global equities had rallied 21% from their October lows by. The second June and are back to their February hikes. Interestingly, most of this performance was achieved before the start of the quarterly earnings season in mid-April. While corporate profits were generally better than feared in the US and Europe, they came on the back of lower expectations, and corporate guidance was not strong enough to provide an addition an additionally impetus to markets. However, the long term outlook for equities remain, remains constructive. While the risk reward for equity markets looks mixed in the near term, the longer term picture is more positive, with stocks likely to outperform bonds meaningfully over a 10 year investment horizon. Historically, cyclically adjusted price to earnings, ratios have been reliable indicators of long term expected returns. A currently, levels CAPE rushes suggest that global equities could generate annualized returns of 8% in the next 10 years, including dividends. While slightly below the 9% total returns posted in the past two decades, those returns as well above global bond yields of 3% at the present over a similar period. Thank you for watching until the end of the video. And if you like it, smash the like button and see you at the next market update.